Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for standing by and welcome to the Fox Corporation second quarter 2022 earnings conference call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. Later, we will conduct a question and answer session. I would like to emphasize that the functionality for the question and answer queue will be given at that time. If you should require assistance during the call, please press star then zero. And as a reminder, this conference is being recorded. I would now like to turn the conference over to Chief Investor Relations Officer, Mr. Joe Durego. Please go ahead, sir. Thank you, Operator. Good morning, and welcome to our fiscal 2022 second quarter earnings call. Joining me on the call today are Lachlan Murdoch, Executive Chair and Chief Executive Officer, John Nallen, Chief Operating Officer, and Steve Tomsick, our Chief Financial Officer. First, Lachlan and Steve will give some prepared remarks on the most recent quarter, and then we'll take questions from the investment community. Please note that this call may include forward-looking statements regarding Fox Corporation's financial performance and operating results. These statements are based on management's current expectations, and actual results could differ from what is stated as a result of certain factors identified on today's call and in the company's SEC filings. Additionally, this call will include certain non-GAAP financial measures, including adjusted EBITDA, or EBITDA, as we refer to it on this call. Reconciliations of non-GAAP financial measures are included in our earnings release and our SEC filings, which are available in the Investor Relations section of our website. And with that, I'm pleased to turn the call over to Lachlan. Uh, Thanks, Joe, uh, and good morning, everyone. Uh, We are pleased to be with you today to discuss another a really, truly remarkable quarter for Fox Corporation. In our fiscal second quarter, we delivered 9% revenue growth and 2% EBITDA growth, even while continuing to invest in our digital initiatives. These results demonstrate our ability to expand our emerging digital businesses while focusing on delivering overall growth for our shareholders. This strategy has been unwavering and disciplined, and we have not been convinced to deviate into areas where we cannot be a leader. Our financial results in the quarter benefited from healthy affiliate revenue growth and what continues to be, at least for Fox, a robust advertising marketplace. Our advertising revenue grew 6% versus the prior year quarter, which is notable when you consider that last year included a record net political advertising revenue of nearly $250 million. From a national advertising sales perspective, we have seen robust CPM growth and broad-based demand across most advertiser categories. This is clear evidence that our portfolio of leadership brands, which over-index in sports and news, continues to deliver the live audiences at scale that our advertising partners seek. To understand the scale of our reach across the U.S., you only need to look uh, to our NFC championship game a week ago, where, at peak, we had 55 million viewers tune into the game. The overall market trends in local advertising also remain positive for us as we achieved double-digit base advertising revenue growth in the quarter when excluding political revenue. Perhaps even more important to note, our local advertising revenues have now fully recovered from the impact of COVID and are up over pre-pandemic levels. While we continue to see softness in the local automotive category caused by the ongoing supply chain delays, this is being more than offset by growth in nearly all other categories, led by sports betting. 
We have already written over 50% more local sports betting revenue at this point of the fiscal year than we did across all of fiscal 21. We have seen these same local trends continuing thus far into the third quarter. Overall, our operating businesses are performing well, underscoring our unique strategy and differentiated positioning. Let me touch on some of the highlights. The Fox News Channel celebrated its 25th anniversary this past October by reinforcing its exceptional ratings leadership. On the same call last year, we were fielding questions about whether Fox News had peaked, yet for the 20th, 20th consecutive year, Fox News is the leader in cable news across the board in total viewers and the 25 to 54 uh, demographic for both total day and primetime. Calendar 21 also marked the sixth consecutive year Fox News led all of basic cable in total day and primetime viewership. Fox News leads by a wide margin, commanding a 55% share of total day uh, cable news viewership this past quarter. Fox News' share of the younger demographic was even higher at 57%, marking its second highest quarterly share of the younger demo uh, on record. Fox News' audience was also the most politically diverse, with more independents and Democrats tuning into the network than to our competitors. Our unmatched programming lineup continues to drive these great ratings results and bring a blue-chip roster of advertisers to the channel and its digital extensions. For example, in the aggregate, across all of cable news this past quarter, Fox News delivered 14 of the top 15 programs. We simply could not be better placed as we look forward to the midterm election cycle later this year. Meanwhile, the momentum continued at Fox Nation, which increased its net subscribers in the quarter by over 30% versus the September quarter, supported by strong, fresh content that helped drive higher subscriber numbers and very low churn. Additionally, Fox Weather, which is breaking through a crowded field of established incumbents, is off to a great start. And its growth will continue in the current quarter as we expand the distribution of the Fox Weather live video streams across multiple platforms, including YouTube TV, Amazon News, Roku, and Fubo. At Fox Sports, we also had a strong quarter, led by our, our NFL and college football coverage. Over the last 12 months, Fox Sports had more telecasts across the top 100 programs than any other network let alone any other network sports division. And of the total minutes of NFL and college football that Americans watched during the 2021 regular season, about a third were viewed on Fox. I commented on the postseason uh, a moment ago, and by any measure, it was a great series of games for us and for the NFL. Audiences and advertisers embraced the postseason, which capped a record-setting revenue full season uh, for us at Fox, in a non-Super Bowl year. Demonstrating that growth and the demand, we had 21 advertisers placed in this year's NFC Championship game that were not present a year ago. The results from this season underscore the value and importance of our long-term partnership with the NFL that will continue for at least the next 12 years. College football had equally impressive results. Fox's big noon Saturday window grew by 15% over its inaugural 2019 season, and with an average viewership of over 5.8 million, has become the number one window 
in all of college football. To put the success of our college football strategy in a proper context, in 2016, Fox's last season uh, prior to adding the Big Ten rights, our share of college football viewership was just 7%. Today, we have grown this, this threefold to a 22% share. We continue to leverage our leading sports franchises into adjacent opportunities and are pleased with progress at Fox Sports Super 6, which ended the year with more than 6 million users, up more than 20% over the prior year. In addition, this coming April, we will launch the USFL, a new innovative spring football league which Fox will control. And again, our strategy to invest in our flagship brands and serve our loyal audiences has enabled us to realize new and exciting digital growth opportunities. And nowhere is this more apparent than at Tubi. While some companies are focused on multi-billion dollar content investments in search of streaming subscription growth, Tubi continues its unrelenting focus on advertising video on demand with a strategic and measured investment approach. This approach has yielded solid momentum across all key revenue and performance indicators. Q2 represented Tubi's best performing quarter ever, and December its best performing month. In the quarter alone, Tubi achieved 54 of its top 100 revenue days, 55 of its top 100 viewer days, and 50 of its top 100 total view time or TBT days. Tubi exceeded 3.6 billion hours streamed in calendar 2021, marking a 40% increase in TBT over the prior year, due in large part to the breadth of its library, <clears throat> now at more than 41,000 titles. A quickly expanding linear news and sports offering with more than 100 channels, its high return uh, on investment in licensed content and original releases, and its world-class technology. We chose to acquire and now operate Tubi with the singular goal of winning in AVOD. There are no competing priorities internally and no revenue transfer from other assets in our, in our portfolio. That is to say, Tubi revenue is truly incremental to us. As Steve will discuss in a moment, our focused portfolio of leadership assets and emerging digital businesses is delivering consistent growth in a thoughtful and disciplined manner. Taken as a whole, we have the most valuable news franchise in the country, if not the world, the leading live sports franchise, and a top broadcast network reinforced by a strategic portfolio of local stations, all of which have digital extensions to their businesses. And in the three years since we formed Fox Corporation, we have used this collective platform to develop a rapidly growing AVOD streaming business and create optionality within the sports betting ecosystem. We feel we are in a strong position and could not be more excited for the months ahead as we prepare for what should be an active and exceptional fiscal 2023 for Fox. With that, I will turn it over to Steve to take you through the quarter in more detail. Thanks, Lachlan, and good morning, everyone. We delivered another strong quarter, with total company revenues growing 9% year over year, once again highlighted by revenue growth across all of our operating segments. 
Our total company affiliate revenues grew 11% against the prior year quarter, reflecting healthy increases at both the cable networks and television segments. The rate of subscriber declines held steady in the quarter, with trailing 12-month industry sub-losses continuing to run below 5%. Notwithstanding the tough comparison against our record political advertising revenues in the prior year quarter, our total company advertising revenues grew by 6%. As Lachlan mentioned, we benefited from the premium pricing our core brands were able to extract from a healthy marketplace, continued growth at Tubi, and a full season of college football following the disruptions caused by COVID in the prior year. Taking a step back from the comparability challenges versus fiscal 21, Fox's total advertising revenues are now running a healthy 12% ahead of Q2 fiscal 20, which was pre-COVID and unaffected by political advertising revenues. This is before taking into account the contribution of Tubi to our current day advertising revenues, which take the reported growth rate up to 20%. Meanwhile, total company other revenues increased 20%, supported by a full college football season that drove higher sports sub-licensing revenues of the cable segment following the disruptions caused by COVID last year. Adjusted EBITDA increased 2% to $310 million, as the revenue increases were partially offset by higher operating expenses associated with normalised sports and entertainment programming schedules, contractual sports rights escalators, and the digital investments we called out on previous calls at Fox News Media and Tubi. The net loss attributable to stockholders of $85 million, or 15 cents per share, varies from the net income attributable to stockholders of $224 million, or 37 cents per share, in the prior year quarter, primarily due to the change in fair value of the company's investment in Flutter, which we recognise in other net. Excluding the impact of this and other non-core items, Adjusted EPS of $0.13 cents in the current year quarter was down modestly when, com when compared to the $0.16 cents reported in the prior year quarter, primarily due to the higher depreciation and amortisation resulting from our new broadcast facility coming online late last fiscal year. Now let's turn to our business segment results, beginning with cable networks. Cable revenues increased 10% year over year, with 12% growth in cable affiliate revenues. As a reminder, the reported 12% growth includes the impact of distribution credits we accrued for last year as a result of cancelled college football games due to COVID. Excluding the impact of the distribution credits, underlying cable affiliate revenues increased low single digits in the December quarter, reflecting contractual pricing gains across our portfolio of networks, even without the benefit of any meaningful renewals this year. Cable advertising revenues grew 3%, primarily as a result of continued pricing strength across the portfolio, led by Fox News Media and additional MLB playoff games at the national sports networks. Despite the difficult comparison to last year's election cycle, Fox News Media actually expanded its linear advertising revenues in the quarter, a testament to the clear leadership position of the channel. Cable other revenues increased by $26 million, led by higher sports sub-licensing revenues, which were impacted by COVID last year, as well as continued subscription momentum at Fox Nation. Cable EBITDA increased 17% over the prior year, reflecting healthy revenue growth, partially offset by higher programming costs associated with contractual rights escalators and normalised schedules at the national sports networks. <clears throat> we also increased our digital investment at Fox News Media, including expanded programming and marketing at Fox Nation and the launch of Fox Weather. 
At Television, we delivered 8% revenue growth in the quarter. <clears throat> this was led by a 10% increase in Television affiliate revenues, reflecting double-digit rate increases for both our direct retransmission revenues at our owned and operated stations and programming freeze fees from non-owned station affiliates. We also delivered advertising revenue growth of 6%, despite the absence of the record political advertising revenues we generated in the prior year. This growth reflects continued pricing strength at the Fox network, where our full sports lineup, led by the NFL, college football, and the World Series, delivered record Q2 advertising revenues for our network sports business. We also continue to see strong momentum at Tubi, with revenues up by over 40% in the quarter and a meaningful rebound in the base market at the Fox television stations. As Lachlan mentioned, supply chain constraints had no real observable impact on our portfolio, with softness in the local auto demand more than offset by the growth in other categories, including sports betting. Television other revenues increased $31 million, primarily reflecting higher content revenues at Fox Entertainment, as well as the acquisitions of Mar Vista and TMZ. EBITDA at our television segment was down $88 million against the prior year period, primarily as a result of higher programming costs associated with the normalized entertainment schedule and sports rights escalators at the Fox network and the planned ramp up of digital investment at Tubi. Turning now to free cash flow, where we recorded a deficit in the quarter of $753 million, which reflects the normal working capital cycle of the business, with the concentration of payments for sports rights and the build-up of advertising-related receivables in the first half of our fiscal year. We continue to be active with respect to capital returns to our shareholders, with a further $300 million of additional buybacks since the start of the December quarter. We remain committed to utilising our full buyback authorisation of $4 billion, of which we have now cumulatively repurchased $2.15 billion, representing over 10% of our total shares outstanding since the launch of the buyback program in November 2019. From a balance sheet perspective, we finished the quarter with $4.26 billion in cash and $7.95 billion in debt. Subsequent to quarter end, we use cash on hand to repay our $750 million January bond maturity. Our ability to deliver another successful quarter, despite the continued uncertainty of COVID and difficult comparisons against the prior year political cycle, gives us confidence in the remainder of our fiscal 22. As previously discussed, with only approximately 5% of our total company affiliate revenues up for renewal this fiscal year, we expect affiliate revenue growth will moderate in the back half of the year. However, the demonstrated strength of our focused portfolio positions us well for our next major renewal cycle, which begins in fiscal 23, and where we have approximately 70% of our total company affiliate revenues due for renewal across fiscal 23 and 24. We plan to continue invest to invest in our digital assets given our success today. Now that we are at the midpoint of our fiscal year, we anticipate that the year's total net EBITDA investment in our digital initiatives, along with the expected impact of the inaugural season of the USFL, to land towards the lower end of the $200 to $300 million range that we have previously outlined. As Lachlan mentioned, we anticipate a strong fiscal 23, with the financial tailwinds from Super Bowl 57, the early exit of Thursday night football, 
November's midterm elections and the start of our next major distribution renewal cycle. And with that, I'll hand it back to Joe. Thank you, Steve. And now we'd be happy to take questions from the investment community. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to emphasize the functionality for the question and answer queue. If you wish to ask a question, please press 1, then 0 on your touchtone phone. You will hear a tone indicating you have been placed in queue. You may remove yourself from queue at any time by once again pressing 1, then 0. If you're using a speakerphone, please pick up the handset before pressing the numbers. It has been requested that you limit yourself to one question. Once again, if you have a question, please press 1, 0 at this time. And our first question comes from the line of Robert Fishman with Moffitt Nathanson. Please go ahead. Hi, good morning. Um, I have one or two quick ones on sports betting, if I can. Um, as sports betting continues to be legalized across more states, can you just discuss how you're thinking about growing Fox bet from here while balancing the Flutter and FanDuel relationship? And then maybe if you can just expand on your prepared comments about the local advertising benefits as these states continue to be legalized, um, including maybe any early data um, after the January launch in, in New York. That would be very helpful. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Robert. Uh, so, you know, obviously we're, we're, we're still uh, uh, engaged in sort of arbitration uh, with uh, really based around the, uh, you know, the structure of, of our, our option um, uh, into, uh, uh, into FanDuel. Uh, so that, that and we, we expect that, that arbitration to sort of conclude uh, sort of the middle of the calendar year, um, sort of in the summer to late summer. Um, and, you know, we, we can't really say uh, much more about that. Um, but, you know, overall, the, the operations of uh, FoxBet and, you know, starting with, uh, uh, I, I talked a little bit about in my, um, my prepare comments, starting with um, uh, FoxBet Super 6, you know, we, we, we've been incredibly pleased with uh, uh, you know, our ability to drive um, our engagement with our, our sports viewers in, in, in Fox Sports uh, into FoxBet Super 6, and then ultimately into uh, you know Foxbet uh, where it's operational uh, you know has been sort of uh, proven um, uh, as, as we've continued to execute on that strategy. Our only frustration is that you know uh, we've only been launched in uh, four uh, 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 betting markets, four states, and obviously we'd like to see that you know increase uh, significantly uh, as we roll out uh, Foxbet. Um, you know, uh, having said that, uh, you know, on, on the um, on the other side, on the other side of the ledger, but in the, you know, uh, uh, in, the in the traditional uh, business in, in the uh, local television stations, uh, Fox, uh, Fox uh, sports wagering revenue uh, is um, uh, our, our leading uh, category of, of, of growth, and really is uh, you know is, is uh, significantly driving uh, the uh, re revenue uh, increases. Uh, you know, across our station group, uh, where 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 wagering is is legal, I think you know for the you know we're, we're pacing up you know over a hundred percent in the in the sports uh, uh, wagering uh, uh, category uh, t to date. So you know we're very pleased both on the Fox Bet side where 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 we have operating uh, betting businesses, but also on on the advertising revenue side. Thank you, operator. We can go to the next question. 
We have a question from John Hadulik with UBS. Please go ahead. Great. Great. Thank you. Uh, two quick ones. First, on the, uh, the, could you give us a sense of, of where we are in the, the 200 to 300 million in digital dilution for the year? I think you guys have said it would be more in the back end of the year. If you could give us a sense for where we are th thus far, it would be great. And then um, any color you can give us on the, on the recent licensing uh, extension you guys did with Hulu, you know, either magnitude or it, it impact on the financials, or, or, or is there, is there, is there uh, any more to come from that, from, from licensing? Thanks. Uh, I'll let, we were at the lower end of the range than the 200 300, but I'll let Steve Yeah. That. So, John, we, so, so far this half, we're sort of approaching nine digits on that investment, so we'd expect sort of a little bit more back weighted in the in the second half. But I, I, as I sort of pointed out in the prepared remarks, I think likely to be closer to 200 than 300 for the full year from a pacing perspective on those digital investments. Um, probably the most sort of the focus of that investment in the back half of the year will, will generally be around Tubi. So that's where you should expect to see that in the TV segment in the second half. And then in terms of the Hulu uh, output deal, it's it's a it's a uh, you know it's a good one, but it, but it's relatively small. It's an output deal for uh, Hulu to stream out of season uh, episodes of, of Fox Unscripted and animated series. So it's things like um, I Can See Your Voice, uh, The Mask Singer, uh, The Mask Dancer, in case you missed that, and uh, and uh, an animated comedy um, from Bender Box uh, House Broken. So I think it's um uh you know it's it's something we're you know we're very happy with and, and have to you know continue our our you know really positive relationship with Hula. Operator, we can go to the next question. Thank you. Our next question comes from Doug Mitchelson with Credit Suisse. Please go oh, ahead. Thanks. thanks so much. Uh, you know, pretty healthy results this quarter. If I could ask a follow-up to the first question, it's going on two years since you uh, started investing in sports wagering. And Lachlan, you mentioned optionality in sports betting in your uh, prepared remarks. Under what circumstances would Fox increase its investment in sports betting? I mean, with $4.3 billion of cash in the balance sheet, right? I'm talking about increasing your investment by billion. So just as a follow-up to that first one. And then my question is regarding the upfront. Just curious on your thoughts going into the upfront. Um, you know, I know you just said the ad market is strong, so I'm, I'm sure you're feeling good. But I'm curious, like, how formally integrated into ad sales is Tubi, uh, you know, relative to Fox? And on the NFL, you know, it was a good season for everybody. Others, I think, might have had a little bit better ratings growth than you do. Uh, you had. Is that going to impact relative share when it comes to uh, NFL advertising? So anything on the upfront would be helpful. Thanks so much. Uh, thank you very much, Doug. So um, on the First question: uh, the the way the way we look at sports betting is is, is uh, less about uh, well it starts from a place and less about sort of investing in in in, in sports betting and, and, and wagering and more about you know the 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 value of our existing uh, investment in in, in in sports broadcasting right uh, you know when you have a business which is the, the leading sports broadcasting business in, in this country when you look at our our new you know 12 year um, uh, uh, ag agreement and, and deal uh, with with the NFL and and, and the viewership that we you know we, we um uh, you know we, we expect to be sort of guaranteed uh, to engage with those those fans for the next 12 years you know we really think about you know what's the uh, what's the future monetization of of 
that you know engagement with our with our uh, our, our viewers and, and and sports fans. So so that's where we we, we begin. We already have a multi billion dollar um, uh, investment uh, in, 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 in engagement with sports fans. Uh, what will sports fans you know, be doing uh, with their time? What will, what, what, what will they be doing uh, with second screens? What will they be doing leading into um, you know, a big sports weekend? You know, clearly, as states open up to sports wagering, you know, wagering is going to be a, a major um, a part of that, of that journey. Uh, and it's a part that you know, we want to, um, uh, you know, uh, a journey we we want to embark uh, with them um, because we think it it's a win-win. Uh, it'll it'll uh, make them more engaged uh, with us, more engaged uh, with their their favorite teams, and and ultimately uh, watch uh, more uh, of, of Fox Sports. So so we see it as a win-win. Uh, so when, so when we think about that and we, and we look at the the sports um uh sort of the wagering ecosystem, you know what we have already with our our, 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 you know, small ownership but, but valuable ownership stake in in Flutter. Uh, when we look at our our, our option uh, into uh, FanDuel and our joint venture in in Foxbet, and also you know critically you know the top of the funnel are you know very successful um, strategy with uh, Foxbet uh, Super Six. Um, you know we see ourselves continuing uh, to to improve and operate those. Uh, and, and when the right opportunities um, uh, emerge and, and come up, you know, to continue to invest uh, in, in the space. Uh, on the uh, – Steve, do you want to add anything to, to that first? No, but I think that in terms of deploying capital, the, the optionality we have in, with the option structures gives us time to see how, how the markets develop, how our relationship with Flutter develops before we yep. actually need to deploy that capital. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and, and we are limited in, in, in structure to some extent because of the licensing rules. And I think I said in the last call, you know, we, we were actively exploring uh, getting licensed, um, uh, not to operate a, uh, a book, but actually to, um, uh, you know, potentially sort of maximize uh, the value that, that we can capture in, in this space. So it, it's something that we, um, you know, we continue to explore. Uh, in terms of the upfront, um, uh, as a as a sort of an overall comment, what 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 you're seeing, I think across the marketplace, is uh, uh, a you know a softness in um, entertainment and scripted uh, entertainment ratings, um, not, not just for us, but 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 for all of the uh, uh, broadcasters. Uh, and you're seeing you know due to that softness, you're seeing um, major advertisers uh, and marketers. Um, start to look at where they can capture uh, 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 their um, uh, consumers uh, in, in other places, and 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 the the, 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 the where, where they're flowing to, and where their their dollars and and, and marketing focus is, is moving towards uh, quite strongly is, is live news uh, and live sport, and uh, to a large extent digital, uh, which we're which you know we're we're um, utilizing. Uh, uh, to be, um, you know, extraordinarily uh, well. Uh, so uh, when we think about the upfront, when we think about that, you know, the, the sort of selling season, you know, it's our early May, we lead to the upfront, but between now and then, we're having, a, a, you know, uh, the majority of our, our conversations and, uh, you know, with, with our, our partners, um, you know, we'll be selling, like, as, as, as I think others will, you know, our, our entire um, uh, uh uh, portfolio of, uh, of, of assets. So we'll be selling uh, the entertainment network, 
uh, news, sports, and Tubi in a very integrated fashion. It really designed to capture, um, uh, you know, our, our marketing partners sort of a, uh, 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 yeah, money and, uh, and, and, and their, their advertising dollars uh, in, in the most efficient way. And, and, and I think we are uniquely positioned because of our leadership, you know, across uh, new sports and, and digital with Tubi. Operator, you can go to the next question. Our next question comes from Jessica Rice Ehrlich with BFA Securities. Please go ahead. Hi, hi everybody. Um, I have two questions. Um, first, on USFL, uh, can you give us some color on your rollout, the cost, your partners? Like, what what will it look like over the next couple of years? And the second question is: as great as the second quarter is or was, um, fiscal 23 looks even better. I mean, you've got clearly strong advertising with the Super Bowl political, Tubi's growing. You said you're going through a new affiliate cycle beginning next year. Sports betting is growing, and hopefully there will be more states coming on. So, you know, is the offset, like, does digital investment peak this year or does it peak next year? Are there, you know, are there other things we should be thinking about? Thanks. I don't know if I can – hi, Jessica. I don't know if I can – Answer the second question as well as you did in your uh, in, in, the, in the question. Um, uh, it's, so let me start. With, let me start with that. You know, I think we we are we are looking forward to, to fiscal 23. Uh, you know, we have um, uh, uh, I think over the two years we have two thirds of our uh, affiliate uh, renewals uh, up. Um, obviously, with the the you know the, the lesser or not much lesser the the, the smaller. Uh, uh, Renewals we've had this year uh, are setting a, a tremendous um, uh, benchmark uh, for what we what we expect uh, coming in in a, in, a, in the renewals over the next uh, next couple of years. So, um, you know, we advertising revenue with with the political uh, cycle we expect to, to hit uh, new records. I think four years ago we did 180 million dollars worth of political advertising. I, I think we will easily. Uh, I want to number on it, but I think, you know, we, we can't, we, it would be a guess, but I, I think we'll easily exceed that and, and, and break n- new records uh, in this, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, midterm, uh, midterm election. Um, uh, so, you know, so we, 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 we're, you know, well positioned, I think, for a, um, a tremendous 23. I, I don't, can't remember if you also mentioned it in your, in your question, but obviously uh, uh, Thursday Night Football was a, um, uh, an investment uh, for us, and uh, and with uh, uh, releasing Thursday Night Football uh, for Amazon, I think they'll do a great job with it. But obviously, there's, there's a savings, a significant savings there for us not having uh, not having Thursday Night Football. So, uh, so, so we are we're, we're uh, we've had a great quarter, great year this year. I, I think next year will be um will, will be even uh, even better. Uh, uh, on on the USFL, um, you know we are. Uh, uh, we, we, we're very much looking forward uh, to the new league. I've got to actually um, uh, uh, compliment uh, the NFL for being great partners and for helping us think through how we we structure the USFL. Uh, you know the, the the rules of the uh, the, the, the play uh, is uh, you know is uh, you know closer to to NFL than, than the college football. We, you know where we've changed uh, the, the the rules slightly are really being for. For television and for uh, and, and to sort of make the game, um, uh, you know, as as exciting and, and, and as close uh, the, the matches as, as as possible. So 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 we're very excited um, uh, for the launch of the USFL. 
Um, it's obviously something of, of a league that we'll control. We control the digital rights. We control, um, you know, every every part of the game. Uh, you know, with us and NBC as the broadcasters, uh, we think um, it has the best opportunity uh, for a, a, a broad platform uh, and and, uh, and and the most viewers uh, at launch. Um, you know, we've uh, by bringing in uh, outside investors into the league, we've you know uh, effectively you know underwritten uh, the investment in the USFL, uh, I think for the next uh, two or three years at least. So, um, so from a uh, from a risk uh, perspective, I, you know, I think um, uh, we've done it in a in a in a uh, uh, ambitious but 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 uh, but uh, you know disciplined way. So, anything else on? on yeah. So, so Jessica, as I mentioned in the remarks, so within the two to three hundred million uh, that we called out for the year, uh, USFL will be part of that, and it'll be a sort of Low to mid tens of millions of dollars, even though negative for us this year. Thank you. Operator, we have time for one more question. Thank you. That question will come from the line of Michael Morris with Guggenheim. Please go ahead. Hi, uh, thank you. Good morning. Uh, two questions for me. Um, first, um, a bit more strategic, Lachlan. Um, do you see a path to perhaps a, a super fan streaming sports business that could complement, you know, the linear service that you have that features your marquee games. Um, so maybe something similar to ESPN with ESPN plus, uh, is that a, an approach that you would continue, uh, you know, consider taking, or do you feel that it's already sort of a, an overdeveloped or, or, or another reason not to do something like that? Um, and then my second question, uh, a bit more tactical, maybe, you know, looking at the TV segment, I believe last spring you guys sized the EBITDA drag from Thursday Night Football in the range of sort of 350 to $400 million. Um, curious, any updated thoughts on that estimate, how that savings may be redeployed um, versus falling to the bottom line in the near term? Uh, and, and I guess maybe bigger picture, you know, I know that that will go into uh, the re-up sun, uh, Sunday contract going forward, but you also have the renewal cycle coming. So I guess maybe just thinking long term, how do you expect that savings to, to impact the business? Thanks. Right, thank you, Michael. Uh, so uh, I'll, I'll let Steve answer the second question on the uh, on, on on the uh, on the savings. But um, but uh, as as regards to the first question, like we, you know, we are uh, today right, this morning, uh, you know, uh, focused you know very much on on broadcast television and you know how we monetize our our in investment um, in um. Uh, in in sports and our sports partnerships is really fundamentally uh, through our partnerships with um with cable operators, uh, satellite TV operators, and and our and our local um our local uh, affiliates. Uh, and so you know from a live sports broadcasting perspective, and it's different with some obviously uh, uh, opinion and, and, and sort of shoulder programming. But from a live sports perspective, we see we continue to see the best way to monetize. Um, uh, you know, our, our, our investment in sport is, is clearly through our, our uh, partnerships with our affiliates and, 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 and our distributors. So that, that, that's, that's our focus today. I'll let Steve answer the uh, savings question. Yeah, Mike, so the 350 to 400 is still a good number for us for next year in terms of the net EBITDA impact of losing uh, Thursday night football. That includes the reinvestment in the slot, so whatever we decide to put into that time, time slot in the schedule is, is in that 350 to 400. So it's a, it's a net to us, a net good guy to us next year. 
obviously part of that gets absorbed the following year with the increased AM orders, the new NFL contract, but um, all other things being equal, you should see that 350 to 400 flow to the bottom line next year. At this point, we're out of time, but if you have any further questions, please give me or Dan Carey a call. Thank you once again for joining today's call. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, that does conclude our conference for today. We thank you for your participation and for using AT&T Executive Teleconference. You may now disconnect.